Welcome back, guys. Let's jump right back into it. Um, this is another episode of the Hard Knocks podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about motivation and drive and how to maintain a high level of motivation and drive throughout your lifespan, how to also maintain a high level of creativity and feeling of you know fulfillment, and as well as how to put in effort and maintain high levels of effort throughout your lifespan. There are like three simple steps that go into this, and we're going to get into that, and I'm going to summarize all of these steps at the end of the podcast. But as we talk about motivation and drive, I'm going to kind of get into you know some of the ingredients that are required to get things going, and then how to sustain it, and then how to prevent yourself from kind of getting burnt out, but that's probably going to come into in during later podcasts. So the first thing you kind of want to have intact or in place like the foundation for any sustained drive and high performance there needs to start there needs to be values and goals right it's important to know and understand what values you want your life to represent these values are like coordinates to like gps of your life the more specific your values are the easier it will be to obtain motivation and drive let me say that again the more specific your values and goals are in life the easier it is to maintain a high level of motivation and drive. This is what I mean. If you're going to go to an unknown destination, somewhere you've never been before, and you're going to use a GPS, <clears throat> or someone's going to give you the directions to get there, and they're like, let's say the location is downtown. It's an unknown location, downtown, or a restaurant, whatever you want to call it. And someone's like, yo, the place is downtown. Okay, where? Oh, it's off High Street. Okay, where off High Street? So the more specific you get with those coordinates in the GPS, the easier it is to it is to be it is going to be to get there, and the higher chances are that you're going to make it there. Does that make sense? So you can think about your values again as like the GPS or the direction that you want your life to go, and the more specific it is, the better. The, so for example, my life values are as follows. The first one is optimizing human performance for all people, including myself, right? That's number one for me. And these five values that I'm about to mention, they changed and they will change order and priority throughout my lifespan. But they are in this order for a reason at this point in my life. But these are the five values that always stick no matter what. So the second one is having great life experiences of all sorts, whether that's a great coaching experience um, great conversations, a fun time out, just doing things with people. The third one is building wealth. That's another very important one for me. Sustainable living is the fourth one. And then the fifth one is building a strong family union. So each, my year, uh, the month, week, each day, each task I do, each to-do list is set up to satisfy one or more of these five values each and every day. You get what I'm saying? So that creates that foundation. So if something comes up in my life, distraction-wise, opportunities, anything, any kind of piece of information or an opportunity that comes up and it doesn't line up with these five values, most likely not going to entertain it. Now, this gives me a sense of direction in the form of a filter, right? So... If you do something similar to this, you will start to get a clear picture on what it is that you want to do in life and each day. 
So I highly suggest taking some time to find out what your life values are. If you do have them, I want you to kind of audit them and see if, if your current life values are authentic to yourself and match you. Sometimes when we talk about, oh, you know, what do you value in life? We tend to, at early ages and early stages in our lives, those, um, those ideas are kind of influenced by the people that surround us. You get what I'm saying? Family, uh, you know, teams that we've been on, people that we look up to, blah, blah, blah. So they kind of, I'm not saying that they are, but they can be generic, okay? Or non-specific, right? So for example, let's go back to common values. People want to value being honest, living an honest life. So for me, living an honest life would mean optimizing human performance, right? Which was my first value. So we took honesty and then we became more specific with it. So if you have things like honesty, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that's great. Now be more specific as to honest in what area, honest in what way, honest in doing what that applies to you, that gets you going, okay? So let's say you don't have those values in place. Here are some things to kind of do, um, you know, to obtain those values. But the first thing we're going to have to talk about is why those values are important when it comes to the motivation drive. The first thing that's going on is that on a daily basis, we're battling against, when it comes to purpose and drive, we're battling against a lot of distractions. Okay, there's a lot of entertainment, there's a lot of information online that can hijack and take over the most important system we have when it comes to sustained motivation and drive. Now, this system that I'm talking about is a biological system. It's part of our human physiology, and it's the dopamine's reward pathway system, okay, which is primarily responsible for all motivation, drive, together with all addictions and, you know, all sorts of behaviors that people repeatedly participate in whether that's consciously or subconsciously. So let's get, in, let's get into how this works in the simple terms. So remember those values I talked about earlier. Um, when it comes to the world with many distractions, entertainment and information, it's very important to know which information and entertainment is beneficial towards whatever it is that you're pursuing, right? So the thing about the reward pathway of dopamine that I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago, is it doesn't really care what it is that you're pursuing. It doesn't care if it's beneficial or detrimental. All it cares is that it brought you some form of satisfaction, some form of pleasure, whatever it is that you're participating in, right? So the dangerous thing is that, you know, we have easy and very accessible sources of entertainment and information that we can bias towards and like. And these things release dopamine. So it's really important that you create a filter on what information is beneficial for you. And within the reward pathway system, there's three parts to it within the brain. And one of those parts is called the prefrontal cortex. This part, this part of the brain is re- responsible for making adult choices, aka executive decisions within the literature. And you know, you know, these types of choices or what helps you like override impulsive behavior. Like spending some money that you're not supposed to spend on some clothes that you have no business buying. You know what I'm saying? In a simple form. But in a world that we live in with many distractions and choices, 
it's important to create a filter. Now, your prefrontal cortex is that quote-unquote filter. Your values make up that filter. So let me repeat that again. The reward pathway of dopamine acts on anything, any behavior, any information, any task that you are willing to participate in that's going to bring you some level of satisfaction, some level of pleasure. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Now, your values and your goals become, one, GPS or where to go to, and also make up the filter on how to choose which information, what distractions, what behaviors are you going to participate in that are going to actually move you um, that are actually going to move you forward. And then the part of the brain that's part of the dopamine reward pathway system called the prefrontal cortex is the filter. And your values make up the contents of that filter. So, for example, if information that is unrelated to your values gets your attention, it's important that you use that prefrontal cortex, that quote-unquote filter, to make a decision, an executive decision, an adult choice, to override taking on that information, entertaining that information, whatever it is, right? Override bad behaviors that will release dopamine. Override wasteful distractions that are going to spend that dopamine. Again, much like most neurotransmitters and um, uh, biomarkers in the body and chemicals in the body, they're not infinite. Okay, they're not. They do replenish, but if they're used to being released towards certain behaviors, your mind and body will associate the release of dopamine towards certain behaviors, and then other behaviors that are important won't be as exciting and won't elicit the release of dopamine and the neurotransmitters needed for doing the things that you need to do as far as motivation and drive and discipline. Okay, so here's why is well here's why it's important again to use that. If the wrong information, aka distractions, enters your view, it can easily lead you down the wrong path. Okay, especially if there's little to no effort put in or involved when it comes to you know the information that you obtained or whatever it is that you did. Let me get some water real quick. So with that being said. If there's little to no effort put in, so for example, the pleasure and dopamine that's released when scrolling on Instagram mindlessly and wasting time is very little. Very little effort is put into that. And that's when those things also become detrimental. When you are participating in behaviors that are releasing dopamine that are not beneficial and don't match up with your values or your goals, or your life's mission, detrimental, and as well as if those behaviors and that path to whatever release that dopamine is effortless. You start to train your brain to access dopamine and pleasure in easy, fast ways. Think about it like an easy high. So you want to always avoid doing those things. So in order to take advantage of the system, it is important very important, again, to use your values and that prefrontal cortex as part of the reward pathway of dopamine to create a filter. Now, if you manage to limit your distractions, keyword limit, you know what I'm saying, 
you will find yourself having enough brain chemicals left over in order to pursue the goals. So the things that are not as fun to do, tasks, tasks sorry, like getting enough sleep, reading books to progress and further your education, focus on work that needs to get done no matter how hard it is, will start to become more appealing because these are the things that are now being, that are now releasing dopamine instead of all the other distractions you might have had in life. So keep following me on that one. So again, I'm not saying don't be a robot, don't do nothing fun. Rather, understand what needs to be done first. The stuff that meets your values has to be prioritized first thing. First thing in the month, first thing in the year, first thing of the week, first thing of the day. These are the things that should be the headlines of your life and things that you should be pursuing. Start to cut back on the things that are the distractions. It's that simple. It really is that simple. It's difficult, but it's very simple. So in a way, you kind of want to start to make your life not boring, but to simplify what you give your attention to. You feel me? So even it can come down to some of the pointless conversations we might have with people, small talk. Yes, those things release dopamine because it's a form of bonding with people. But then again, it's like, one, that's easy. Two, it tends to be a waste of time. Three, it's really not beneficial to anybody, right? Small talk, gossiping, whatever it is. Scrolling on social media. I mentioned that before. Again, it's easy. You pull out your phone. You get the scrolling. That information, those images, images flickering on your phone, videos popping up are just continuously getting you excited, 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 and you're just spending that dopamine. And then when it comes to that book that you need to read, that you've been putting off for a while, it's not as exciting because a lot of that dopamine has been spent on the social network. So when I came back to, you know, the easy high and the difficult high, you have to attach effort onto the things that bring you pleasure. Allow yourself to put in effort. Allow yourself to struggle. When you start to struggle and you get frustrated as you pursue your goals and values, it's not a sign of a lack of progression. It's not a sign that you're not doing it right. It's actually the perfect sign for progression because struggle, 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 it releases certain chemicals like acetylcholine that put a biomarker in your brain, a mark in your brain as to what needs to be solved. Once that thing is solved or once you start to see a possibility for a solution, boom, dopamine release is released. That's during the pursuit of something, which releases the feel-good chemical, which is dopamine. So it's really important to start to get attached to allowing yourself to struggle and put in effort. We have to start to reframe our mental picture when it comes to struggle. Struggle is not a bad thing. Struggling to do something is part of learning. That's how it's done. But because we live in this world where we have everything that's convenient from our TV to our streaming services to our phone services to Google searches, as things just happen instantly, we start to get jaded and think that a lot of things are supposed to come that way. That's incorrect. The brain loves to be rewarded for effort and struggle. So start to reframe your mind towards that and bias yourself towards doing that and avoid going for things that come easy. Things that come easy can be very, very detrimental. Do you get what I'm saying? So 
Allowing dopamine to be released when putting in effort starts to reinforce your ability to put in effort. That's a plus. You become more resilient, you become a tougher individual, and you're most likely to see things through. This is why the dopamine that comes from social media, again, that's effortless, becomes very dangerous because you'll start to get used to an easy high instead of an earned high. Okay, so let's talk about the next step to sustaining long-term motivation and drive. There's three parts to this. The first one, oh, we talked about those values and the filter, is to find a direction in which you want to go. The second part is to get committed to learning. New information relating to the direction you want to go is very vital. Finally, is to consistently get creative with the new information that you gather. That way, you create a system, the three-part system that repeats on itself, which research, uh, research has shown that people that participate in creative, creative processes live longer and live more happier lives than people that don't. So let's talk about that three-step process and all the processes and summarize every single point that we talked about in this podcast. So the first thing you want to focus on what is become very clear on what your values are in life. <clears throat> why they mean that what that why they mean whatever they mean to you. And then from then on you want to create goals and a sense of direction for your life. The second one is to use your values and your goals to create a filter for yourself against all sorts of direct um, distractions, information that does not relate to you in the direction that you're going, whether that's certain people, entertainment, information, right? So you want to put in your fuel, your brain fuel, your dopamine into the right activities instead of the wasteful things. Third, take action and prioritize. Be aware of what it is that is most important in life. Consciously practice choosing those things over the simple, easy um, access to pleasure and dopamine, again, such as the social media, the TV shows, pointless conversations, food, whatever it is that's easy to access. The fourth thing is dedicate yourself to learning more information that relates to your values and allow yourself to have time to pursue and have some sort of creative expression in your life that is in line with your goals. It doesn't have to produce you money. It doesn't have to be entrepreneurship, but all it has to be is some form of creative process. Once you start to get those three to four things in place, you will find it's going to be easier to execute on to-do lists. It's going to be easier to reach goals. Those goals reach new goals. And it just continues to open up doors that sustain motivation and drive. So what I would do is listen to that podcast again so that it makes sense a couple more times. Short podcast, 20 minutes, in and out. Easily listen to this while you're warming up for a workout, et cetera, et cetera. But these are some of the things you want to kind of think about <clears throat> when it comes to um, quote-unquote searching the meaning, for your, meaning of your life. And I'm probably talking to most of the people right now in their 20s. Even in their 30s, 40s, actually doesn't really matter what age you are. These things relate to you at any point in your life. Sometimes you might start to practice this and then get caught up in the, in the, in the, in the process and kind of lose sight of what's going on. But in later episodes, I'm going to also kind of just refine and target in and build upon some of the points that I talked about in this one. So thanks for tuning in. I hope that was hopeful. Keep your motivation drive going, y'all. Have a good day.